talk slow, tell me everything you wanna be Baby, is it fool's gold, something like a distant diamond ring Welcome to this week's episode of the Handmade Jewelers Podcast. Joining me this week is Jeanette Keynes, head and owner of Jewelry Arts Inc., a handmade jewelry studio and school in New York City. Miss Keynes is an incredible jeweler. She puts out amazing pieces, and her social media is a great one to be modeled after if you're trying to grow your jewelry brand. She has some great insights and has a passion for jewelry. I'm excited for you guys to get to listen to her, all of her knowledge and wisdom. Your pieces are actually amazing. I really, I really like them. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I use mainly um, ancient techniques. That's what the the school here that I'm the director of uh, is. We're kind of that's our that's our thing. That's what we're famous for is teaching ancient jewelry making techniques. Yeah. Um, so everything is by hand, you know. I mean, that's really – there's lots of different techniques, and there's – you know, you can talk about all of that. But, you know, the essence of it all, it's all about handmade techniques that have been done for thousands of years. Yeah, well, they turn out awesome. I was looking at your page earlier today, and it just uh, – especially like the one that you posted two days ago, the, like the uh, the granulation – I don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> – yeah, I love that. Yeah. is is definitely something that we're known for. Um, yeah. The the founder of the school here um, was fascinated with granulation, like back in the 50s and 60s. And at the time, there was really only about a handful of people in the world that knew how it was done. And so he approached those people, was like, "Oh, how is that done?" And they wouldn't tell, basically. <laughs> and he his name was Robert Kulik, by the way. And he was outraged. Because he was like, you know, this is art. This is our world heritage. This is, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? You know, it's a secret. Um, So he determined to learn that technique. It took him 24 years to figure out the secret of it. And from that point on, in the late 60s, early 70s, he started teaching. And basically he taught everyone that came through the studio, and they taught people. So it's really, you know, due to that, that granulation as a technique is widely practiced in America today. Wow. That's an awesome story. I That's awesome to dedicate 24 years to try to learn that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he was doing other things. As, I mean, really, yeah. uh, Bob started out as a painter. I mean, and he really remained a painter, but he just kind of became fascinated with ancient jewelry. And then he just got really mad. He was like, what do you mean? This is a secret. Yeah. He, you know, I mean, because it's fine, you know, that people have, like, their own specific way they do a design or whatever. I mean, that's one thing. I'm not saying you have to, you know, give over all your artistic, you know, designs to the world. But, I mean, technique... You know, that's yeah, yeah. that's something that should not be hoarded. Yeah, for sure. One night that literally was like, you know, you need to go be a jeweler. Um, and so I did. I mean, I'm, like I said, it sounds kind of cheesy, but um, this is, you know, I'll go ahead and date myself, but this is, you know, pre-internet. So I went to the library and, like, went through the phone books and found a few jewelry schools and wrote away to them. The only one that wrote back to me, you know, like back then you would write away for a brochure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how you would, you know, yeah. in the olden times. Um, and Jewelry Arts Institute was the only one, which is this is the school now that I'm at. And I took one class, and it was literally so much fun, I just never left. Um, I was there as a student for two years, and then I became an apprentice. And then after two years, I became an instructor. 
Um, and then I became the VP about 10 years ago, and then, and I'm, you know, chief cook and bottle washer, director, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I bought the business a couple of years ago. So now it's my baby. That's the best story I've ever heard. Young dreams. <laughs> I just, I always feel like I don't want to, like, be all, like, too medicine. That's amazing. I, I had a dream. When, but literally, <laughs> I, I... You can't have, you literally can't have a better story than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I think the key, too, is that I didn't have anybody to tell me that I couldn't or that yeah. I shouldn't. So I was just like... When's the last time I had a dream that told me what to do? I think, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's I'm amazing. Like, no, you have to so, listen to that. Um, <laughs> like it's, That's epic. it's a little corny in a way, you know what I mean? Like, I had a dream one night. I was meant to be a jeweler, but, but that's, that is how it happened. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be overly dramatic or anything. Especially because it worked out. I mean, that makes it so much better. <laughs> well, I mean, it, obviously, for whatever reason, like, this is this is definitely, for me, this was my thing. Um, yeah. it's not, and it's not because that I knew it was for me because I was, like, so good at it right away. I mean, it's hard, mm-hmm. and you mess up a lot. But yeah. I just knew, I, I just knew, like, this was the most You just loved it. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. Again. Yeah, that's, everyone I talk to, it's like, yeah, yeah. Everyone I talk to, just like, they all, just like, just all they love to do, that's like, it's their main thing. They're just like, I love it so much. They don't even care if, like, they're successful. It's like, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really cool I mean, to talk to you like that. I doing anything else, so. Yep. That's cool. So, what, at what point did you know that you wanted to do George's career? I, I guess when you had a dream, but I, yeah, I don't know if it was an actual point after that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know, like I said, it sounds like so, like, made for TV, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had a dream one night, but yeah. literally that is what happened. And, um, and again, at the time, I was 21. I didn't know what mm-hmm. I wanted to do with my life, so it yeah. wasn't like there was something else pressing that was like, oh, I need to do this or that. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd always been pretty academically minded, but I just, the only thing I knew up to that point was that I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, like, I knew that for sure, which was not very helpful, but. Yeah. Um, did you question it, like, along the way, or did you just 100% like from there? No, it was just like I took one class, and I was just like, yep, this is my jam, you that's know. That's awesome. That's, and that's amazing. I mean, it's not like I knew, like, where it would end, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, for it's sure. Exactly you knew you, like, loved like it. That, it's too late. You know? Yeah. But I was just like, this is my thing, and I'm going to keep doing it, and yeah. you know, that's it. Yeah. So I'm not sure if the jewelry arch brand, I'm not sure, like, how long you've been working with that brand, but um, what strategies did you employ to grow your jewelry, that jewelry brand through social media? Well, um when I mean I've been here at Jewelry Arts for 30 years like I said so like mm-hmm. I've never left here I've like basically yep. grew up here um, and you know when I started there was no social media yeah. um, but when I took over the business and took over you know financial responsibility for the business and I guess I don't know maybe back let's say 10 years ago when social media started to become you know a thing that existed yep. um, the first thing that I realized before it was even to the point of understanding social media or how to leverage it, which I'm not even sure I really know that now, but um, I realized that the most important thing was to get good images. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have good images, it, it, nothing means anything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have a yeah. picture that really gets to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, my first thing was, like, I need to learn how to take good pictures. 
Mm-hmm. So I worked on learning how to become a photographer. And, I like, all the pictures on the website and all the Instagram photos and also uh, are all mine. And they're not, like, maybe the best they could be, but they're they're good enough that I feel like they show, you know, what we're doing. And, mm-hmm. and because, you know, when you work in an art field, everything is a visual medium. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, obviously. So it's like, to me, that was just 101. And, you know, I don't really know that I have such an amazing detailed strategy, you know, beyond, like, you know, the the old advice that everybody says, you know, post every day, blah, blah, you know. But I think people forget how much is about the images. Yeah themselves like people will post images and like you can't really see the, the jewelry you know what I mean it's like a little far yeah. away or it's a little this it's like if that thing is my opinion you know if it does not like smack me you know what I mean as I look <laughs> at it then it's it, to me it's worthless you know mm-hmm. so so for me it's not so much about a specific uh, strategy with social media because I like to think that if you're out there and you're putting out authentically who you are and what you do, you know, give it time and people will find you. Yeah. You know, but you have to be findable. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You have to be like, yeah. like I don't spend a huge amount on uh, time on Facebook every day, but I post something every day. Every couple of days I kind of, you know, peruse, take a look, see if anybody, you know what I mean, if there's anything that needs responding to or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram more mm-hmm. um, because I just find that it's it's almost completely a visual medium, so I think it's made more for us yeah. in a way than Facebook. I mean, not that you don't post pictures on Facebook, but it's just a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I do not do Twitter because to me, although yeah. you can have images, that's just to me, that's like nobody really cares yeah. what I say. I mean, not that they don't care what I say. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't have that image, I think, that really gets you, like, to me, yeah. that's just not a medium for us. And there may be jewelers who are very successful working through Twitter, but just for me, mm-hmm. somehow, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. uh, that's not really much of a strategy, but that's my, you know, that's my approach. Yeah. So what advice would you have uh, for small jewelry businesses who want to gain traction and scale through social media? Well, again, I think I think a lot of people, for me, I was always, I'm very uh, selfish, I guess, I was always very obsessed with my own work, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about making work that you're really proud of. And then if you're really proud of it, you can take great pictures and you can show it off and you can, you can, that, I think that comes through on a, you know, like I said, not to get too fruity on you, but like on an energetic level. Mm-hmm. If you're proud of something, you know, I think that that speaks to people. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that I have any uh, magical insight on, like, what methods on Instagram are any better than any other. But as far as I know for being an artist and feeling good about your work and therefore proud and then you're willing to really let people notice you, it's just about following, you know, your own artistic vision and and really making the piece itself the best that it can be rather than maybe worrying about what everybody else is doing. I mean, yeah. I never pay any attention, actually, to what anybody else is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying do it like I do it. That's the right way. This is just sort of, this is just what I do and the way that I look at it. Yeah. So what is something that has come unexpected from being a successful jeweler? Um, people thinking that I can break the laws of physics, there's that, you know, 
um, which is I always say, look, if I could break the laws of physics, I'd be a supervillain sitting on a pile <laughs> of gold, right? Um, so where people will, in other words, people will buy a really tall stone and be like, can you make it look low? And you're like, no, I can no. make it look exactly <laughs> like it is. Beautiful, but like I can't make a tall stone look low. Or you, you, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sort of joking, but actually that is the thing that surprises me the most is that I feel like most people that don't um, create with their hands get very out of touch with like the physical world, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that sometimes surprises me, like gravity is a thing as it exists, and I can't make something tall look low, like, um, that kind of communication thing is what I'm sort of continually surprised with in dealing with clients, mm-hmm. um, which maybe is a weird thing to be surprised by, but there you go. Um I guess maybe I didn't know it would be this still just as interesting today as it ever was because you never know enough. You're never good enough. There's always the next technique, the next project, the next, you know, idea that you're working out. Um, I guess maybe I didn't know how sort of obsessional it would be. I mean, for me, that's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for, for sure. For people, maybe not so much. But, yeah. I mean, as an artist, an artist is all-consuming. Having your own business, all-consuming. And you're an artist with your own business. So you are basically two completely consumed human beings at all times. Seems easy. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, relaxing. Easy. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what advice would you give to someone trying to become a better jewelry creator? Um. I think the best thing you can do is to try, sounds really weird, is to think less and make more. Um, In the sense that I feel like a huge amount of the conversation that goes on in our head on a daily basis is not helpful. Mm-hmm. It's you, you know what I mean? The like, how long is this going to take? I don't think this is good enough. So-and-so won't like it. You know, there's all this. There's a lot of negative self-talk. There's all kinds of analytical things in our brain that I think actually really interfere with mm-hmm. our creative process. So, like, when people are trying to get too much into their head to plan out every detail, I'm like, let's just start. Let's just yeah. start making something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the really good ideas I get, I get when I'm in the middle of working on something else, Mm -hmm. not when I'm sitting there trying to figure out something. It's like your your mind, or at least mine, works way better if you let it just operate in the background (laughs) and you're engrossed in something. So for me, I feel like people are a lot of times are really worrying about like, but how am I going to? And I don't know how to do that. And how you know? And how am I? How am I going to reach the people I want to reach? Nobody knows the answer to that. Yeah, just not everything. You try it. You figure out what works and what doesn't. And you know, everybody thinks that everybody else has it figured out. And the fact is, we're all like sixteen-year-olds masquerading as grown-ups. Yeah. You never really know how you're going to do anything. I mean, the for me, the smartest thing I learned, like I'm 50, right? So the smartest thing I learned is getting older is I don't know, I don't have to know how to do it. Nobody knows how to do anything until they do it. And then you figure out what parts of it worked and what parts didn't, and you try again. And I think people have this expectation that other people have it all figured out. 
You know what I mean? Like you can plan yeah. this this whole trajectory out, you know, and it's just, it just never really works that way. So my advice would be to pick broad goals and just pursue them. Like for me, like my goal was just I want to be a master. I want to be a master metalsmith. You know, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've reached that with certain aspects of my art, but there's oh, I can always be better. I can always learn more and, and try more. So that's yeah. kind of an ongoing thing. Um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everything I do, in a way, is in a service to that goal. Mm-hmm. So I think your goal should be sort of broad that way, and then all the little things you do are just working your way toward that. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you try to decide what's going to happen, I mean, when does that work? I mean, if it works, yeah, it's you know, it's great. But, like, my, I have never experienced that personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where, like, oh, yeah. I can figure it out ahead of time and know how this is going to be. You know, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. But the one thing I will say is that some people get caught in the indecision and then they're not doing anything today because they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to do it. And I yeah. think that that's the thing that just leads to procrastination and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. think you just you work every day. I mean, take time off. Don't get me wrong, but you know you you have to be working every day on getting toward those goals, not trying to wait until you figure out how you're going to do that. Yeah. So, what's the biggest thing you've learned in your journey to becoming a successful jeweler? Well, the, the funny thing is, is that making jewelry requires an enormous amount of patience. I mean, honestly, any art form that, you know, it takes a lot of patience. And people will be like, oh, you're so patient. That's amazing. I don't have any patience. I couldn't do that. And I just laugh because you don't come into it with patience. You learn patience from doing, having devotion to your art form. That's how you get to that state of mind. So people are kind of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not patient. I could never do that. So for me, I learned, you know, I mean, watch me with slow internet and watch me freak out. And not that that way with everything in my life. But um, I've learned that just things take as long as they take. And I can either be pissed about it and not enjoy the process and suffer, or I can forget about that bullshit, enjoy the process, and then everything goes faster. So for me, that's the biggest thing I learned was how to be patient in doing it, that I get to the, pa- the patient, the patience is almost like the reward at the end of it, rather than <laughs> the other way around, if you know what I mean, being yeah. patient first, and then you get the stuff, mm-hmm. um, so that's helped me a lot, because when I started in the beginning, everything was like, oh, I have to finish this today, or I have to finish this by next week, or I ha-, you know what I mean, you come up with yeah. all these self-imposed goals that you can't possibly know how long that piece is going to take to do, not yeah. possible, and yet you'll stress yourself out. Like, I've got to finish this today, or I've got, you know, I've got a, you know, whatever self-imposed, you know, time limit you've put on it. So that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that get over it. You know, it's not going to happen that way. It doesn't happen that way for anybody. You know, if you let that go, you can just work on your art and enjoy the process and the product. It's not just about the product. Have you thought about making T-shirts? That would be really good. (laughs) Things take as long as they take. I think that'd be a good T-shirt. <laughs> suck it. You, said you, have, you know what I yeah. mean? Just suck yeah. it up. You yeah. Know? yeah. You, you, you have to go to school, right? That'd be great for the Things take as long as they take. <laughs> <laughs> and I always tell people, what in your life has ever worked that way? Like, yeah. tell me one example of your li- in your life where, like, that actually happened. You know, you were yeah. able to decide ahead of time and, like, what? Like, that's not a thing. So yeah. stop pretending that it is. 
You know what I mean? And start enjoying your work. Yep. Um, so do you have an overarching goal for your career? Um, I, I have two goals. My goal, one, like I said, is to be yeah, a master, master, and that is something that is continuing to evolve. Um, now that I own the school, um, my overarching goal there is that hopefully by the time I retire that there will be someone who wants to take it on. Do you know what I mean? Like this yeah. school has been around since 1974. It's gone through a few people, and I would. it is my goal to make sure that it is still here. So, again, what's that? A good goal. I like that goal. Yeah, I mean, so, again, everything that I do is toward the service of that. I mean, to me, um, small places that that focus on education at your own pace is a rare thing, and it gets rarer and rarer and rarer. So, you know, I know we're not saving lives or anything, but to me it's important. It's an important resource for the community and for Goldsmith. So, Basically, that's my two goals, you know, to continue to master what I haven't mastered yet, which is, you know, everything, and and to keep going. So everything I do, like with social media and taking pictures and you know, everything that I do is in service to that, to keep going and keep being here because it was here when I wanted to learn. You know, I don't want it to be someday that somebody wants to learn this kind of stuff and like, oh, well, there's no one, no place you can go. Yeah. Yeah, all the- so all the people that are really passionate with what they do and they successfully, like, successful like you, like, they all answer in, like, similar ways. They all answer with, like, goals like that. Like, kind of with, they're, like, not, like, super, like, result, like, oriented goals. And, like, I really, like, I've noticed such a pattern and I really like that. Like, you and, um, let's see, who was it? I mean, most, they're all goals like that. They're just, like, that are, like, really about, like, legacy and being in the process and passion. And I really admire that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to have goals, but I feel like, you know, so much of uh, so much of life is so impossible to predict that, you know, it's like, oh, in two years I'm going to have done this or that. It's like, as long as you're working those two years towards your goals, you know, like that's the more important part than, you know, I'm on the page of some magazine or I don't mean it's, it's you know, not important to go toward that, but to know what time frame that's going to happen is I think it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. Not a thing that happens. Yeah, for sure. So where do you draw inspiration from for your work? Well, uh, I'm real obsessed with ancient jewelry. So, you know, um, I like the most of the jewelry that I like was made, you know, like 5,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago. Um, but that doesn't mean people today aren't making ultra-modern pieces that I find beautiful. But I feel like yeah, inspiration is in the world around you, you know, um, Every beautiful curve you see, you think, oh, how could I incorporate that? You know, I think it all it just filters in. So I don't do anything, I would say, specific, if you know what I mean, to get inspiration. Because um, sometimes I just get an idea and I know what I want to do and I know what stones I want with it you know, and and everything, and there you go. I'm off to the races. And other times I'll see a stone that I'm like, ooh, you know what that stone wants? (laughs) You know what I mean? They they kind of talk to you in a way. They really, I mean, when you do this kind of stuff, you go, oh, what would be perfect for that would be this. And sometimes that's what inspires you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I spend, you know, I study ancient jewelry, so I have the privilege sometimes of being able to take close-up photography of these ancient pieces, and that's very inspiring, the incredible craftsmanship and artistry, you know, that went into those pieces. So that's always inspirational. Yeah. All right, last question. What is your favorite thing about being a successful jeweler? You know, is first of all, successful is an interesting way to look at it because, like, what does success mean? You know what I mean? Like, does it mean money? Does it mean happiness? You know, that you could go down a whole route. I think it means. I think it means happiness. With that, <laughs> but um, I think I that, that you're able I to do what you want to do. Yeah, I think that, I define it as you're able to do what you want to do every single day. And yes, um, I could have chosen a lot of other things that in theory, maybe I would be making more money and my vacations would be more luxurious and a lot of other things. I spend the vast majority of my money on golden stones. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) um, But, you know, I get to do what I love for a living every day. Like, Mm -hmm. just to me, that's like, I don't know if that's not happiness. I don't know what is. And so few people that I talk to that are not artists or, I mean, at this point in life, like I feel like almost all I know is, is other goldsmiths, but um, in general, I do feel like the, the common population of the world doesn't live that way. And, you know, life is not, you know, all sunshine and lollipops, of course, but it's, it's a shame that so many people are living a life, you know, with the way they're doing with their time and they're just unsatisfied and can't, you know what I mean? Can't find that For nice sure. balance yeah. between challenge and and comfort and you know all of those things. Yeah. So to me, that to be able to do what I love all day, every day, like I'm a very happy person. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you know, life can suck sometimes. Don't get me wrong, but it would not suck any less. I think it would suck a whole lot more if I was an accountant, not to crack an accountant. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's not your. It's not your passion. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, to be an artist means you have to hustle. You, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's true. And and I do feel like you do have to accept that on some level, that hopefully you will be financially and emotionally successful and, and all that kind of stuff. But you kind of have to accept that going in. Um, although mm-hmm. less and less of the world is this way, it's it's not that thing where, like, I'll get a job doing this and they'll have great benefits, I'll make tons of money, and it's very secure. I mean, again, I think the world is less and less like that anyway mm-hmm. but um you, you do have to accept that like i'm gonna have to hustle mm-hmm. you know but i mean you know there's a lot less lot you know worse things to do than hustle so mm-hmm. for sure like hate like hate what you do every single day that's a lot worse than, I than know, hustle i mean you know and it's fine like we've all had that shitty job when we were in school or whatever that you just mm-hmm. were doing for the cash and i mean i it's not like i i think you know every day of your life is going to be the most per- perfect and fulfilling thing ever but to truly over like your career not be happy with your work in some way i mean that's yeah. that, that's that's rough yeah. yep for sure all right well i really appreciate you taking the time to do this thank you so much for coming on thanks so much for listening to this episode of the handmade jewelers podcast I hope you guys learned something and got a lot of value from this episode. This I make this podcast for you guys to try to learn and try to bring value to you guys to help you guys do what you love every day. So if you could leave any feedback you have, good or bad, on our social media at Sulis Displays, S-U-L-I-S Displays on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also very excited to announce 
that Suez Displays has officially announced our website. Uh, that's www.sulisdisplays.com. So if you guys want to check that out, that'd be awesome. Big thank you to Miss Keynes for doing this episode. Go check her out on Instagram at Jewelry Arts, all one word. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Hope to see you guys next week. I like it when we talk, so tell me everything.